I want to slaughter it and get you teased more than you probably already are. Oh, no. The way you pronounce it is how you get teased. It's Molesky. Molesky. So that's how you get teased. Okay. So uh-huh, uh-huh. you just call it Molesky and then uh, it all works out for the better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm 42 years old and it's been happening since about sixth grade. But it's funny that the people that do the jokes now think it's so original and fun. Right. It's well, fun. It's you know, fun. It's like people who make fun of my name. It's like, yawn. It's like, oh, I haven't heard that since first grade. <laughs> You yeah. know, it's like, wow, you're so original and such a troglodyte with a low IQ. Well, so. it is the way it is, but it is Molesky. And so uh, we're going to just uh, talk about stuff today. And I think so. I think we're going to have fun, and I think it's probably going to be funny. You're pretty funny. I can be. You can but be. But see, whenever I do a live thing, I get really nervous because I have no problem with one-on-one conversations, but then when I know that even someone else is listening... Even if I'm at a restaurant, I'm like, oh my God, these people are listening. What are they going to think about this? I'm like, why do you even, cons- why do you even worry? But that's kind of where I'm at right now. Right. Mm. Yeah. So you're, so you're probably like really nervous and tense because there's people piling into the live feeds and stuff right now. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if I point it out, it, <laughs> it increases the nervousness. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just teasing Welcome everyone. Anyway. Yeah. I'm yeah excited. Welcome everybody. I'm excited to talk. Uh-huh. So. Who came across whose work first here? Um, I came across your work like six or eight months ago, and I saw nope. some some video, and I thought you were pretty funny uh-huh. and smart. Uh, geez, I don't, I don't. A couple years, I guess, maybe two, three years. Um, really, about a year ago with the trivium, and I even, I even commented in one of your videos, like, "Where do I learn more?" And then you directed me to the website. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I started devouring more information which is slow going by the way some people can just read i think that you're one of these people you can just read a ton of information and retain it and use it and and put it in with experiences i i have a paragraph and i have a secret database that you just reference or well yeah i show it on screen all the time so it's not very secret it's like in and out secret menu that's not secret or something like that but it's still um, your retention. I imagine that when you read a book, you're like, oh, got it, got it, got it. And right. I have to reread and reread. Well, and then I plug all the data points in the, in, blah, 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 into the database so mm-hmm. that I can go back and constantly reference it and know where I got those citations uh, from. I got it. And see the Clever. links. So I started the database like um, 13 years ago. And so I used to be an IT manager back in uh, the 90s. And I had to print out the company database on my office walls to figure out where a problem was with the database. And as I'm looking at this whole data tree on my office wall every single day as I came into work, I was like, oh, you know, I could probably turn this into a political analysis and, and track um, stuff and corruption and people and things. Uh-huh. So then in 2006, I tried it with a software called Mind Maps, and that kind of flopped really fast. Oh, okay. And then uh, in 2007, somebody turned me on to the Brain software, and I've been using that ever since. So, so uh, you know. Got it. I may, know. I may look smart on TV, but I'm not really, you know. You look moderately smart on TV. <laughs> So, uh, you know, let's dive in here. So we got a, a bunch of talking points. We wanted to get into feminism and mm-hmm. MGTOW and, uh, you know, how 
you sigh at the at the vocalization of MGTOW. I do. MGTOW oh, is shit. men going their own way, and mm-hmm. they're like the soy boy version of feminism, I guess. I have I have mixed. Let's just get into this one right now. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. So I have. You know how you have a regular heartbeat, and then if you work out hard or if you're asleep, it. it but it's always in a range. So I have a range about my thoughts on MGTOW. And I feel like a lot, maybe the 80-20 rule, I don't really know, gives a bad name to some MGTOW. So I think any human being going their own way, whether you're a man or a woman, if you really want to better yourself, I have no qualms with that. I think it's wonderful. I think it's fine. But there are, uh, so I did I did a MGTOW video about 10 months ago and people are still doing um like exposing Jennifer Molesky from <laughs> 10 months ago. I'm like, yeah, well, I wish that you had newer content yeah. or that you actually talked about bettering yourself. But anyway, I digress. There are in this, well, in this welcome to did, the club. You get hit pieces done against you. So, you know, welcome. You, you're, you're making it. Yeah. Except for like the last one was about how flabby my arms are and I have a big <laughs> nose. So it's like, okay, well, what about what I said? Okay. Uh, but, but 10 months ago, 11 months ago, I did this video. And I remember I used a specific line and it was, if a population of good men are going, that's a problem for a percentage of women. But then thousands of comments came in that didn't, to me, did not represent a high quality human brain function. You know, it was a lot of blame and and just swearing and you mean like big nose you mean and, like feminism, like men are all evil and all this yeah. misandry crap and. You know. Yeah. Now, now I will say, I think that the MGTOW have a, a little bit more valid points currently. Uh, I think it is easier to screw over men in court, you know, and, and the law tends to side a little bit more with women. But I just don't, complaining and blaming is not my, I, I don't advocate that. And when a bunch of complaints came in to me specifically, like, okay, if you, if you really think this then you need to go protest in the streets, well, I don't protest in the streets about anything. So I think these people were uh, angry or I don't know, in the new phases of MGTOW and were to me, according to me, giving MGTOW a bad name, because I think there are people out there that are like, uh, I don't really care. I'm just doing my own thing. Did you ever my- did you ever study uh, Karen Strowan's work? Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I had her on the show two or three times way back in the day. Uh-huh. And um you know, her work exposing feminism. Boy, that, you know, one day or one weekend I just binge-watched her shows and it was just like, "Oh my god, like, you know, these feminists have really spun everything." Yeah. And uh so, you know, and for those who of you who don't know, if you never studied Karen uh, Strowan's work, she goes by Girl, Girl Writes What or Used mm-hmm. To. But she's got a channel on YouTube and she's got a lot of stuff. I don't know if she still focuses on feminism anymore, but she was pretty much the lead researcher out there for years. She's super con- uh, competent, very articulate. Yeah, I think I think she does. She does good things. But uh, she basically exposed the whole feminist movement as a fraud. The other day, speaking of my database, the other day I sent you, I'll move my glass out of the way so I don't knock it off here. Uh, the other day I sent you a quote from the CIA's former uh, director of central intelligence, William Colby, on Gloria Steinem. 
And I would like to read that because, you know, and I had mentioned to you that uh, the whole thing, whether it's feminism or uh, the suffragettes or MGTOW, is really eugenics. Mm -hmm. And so there's a quote that I've kind of made famous over the last few years, and we have. I'm going to show uh, Miss uh, Playboy Bunny, Gloria Steinem, on screen here. Um, uh, she, uh, well, uh, DCI William Colby is quoting her. He says, I might quote Miss Gloria Steinem, one of those so assisted who commented that the CIA, quote, wanted to do what we wanted to do, present a healthy, diverse view of the United States, end quote. I never felt I was being dictated to at all. And so uh, that's directly off of the CIA's FOIA website. You can pull that up, and it's there in the database on my website for those of you who want to track that down and find the original. But, um, you know, so when you start getting into the peeling back the layers of the onion on this thing, you realize that this is really engineering to break apart the family, you know, and that's the more insidious aspect of it. So first they started with the women, you know, turning women into wanting to be men. You know, you, sh you too should be firefighters. And the men are all suppressing you. And it's like they spun everything. So they turned men's protection of women into suppression of women. And so, oh, well, the men, you know, don't want you working in the gold mining caves and in the Emperor Mine in California because they're trying to suppress you or they don't want you to be a fireman or, or a policewoman be, or a firewoman or a policewoman because they're trying to suppress you. Or they were trying to protect you because you have a womb and they want the species to continue on. Uh -huh. Right. And so all of this stuff was spun and they created a whole system of misandry and hate towards men to break apart the family. And if, you know, socialism and communism, and in fact, Harvard Magazine just uh, came out this week uh, saying that they need to destroy the family to save the children. What? Wait, how, is, how does it work exactly? Well, yeah, well, that's communism for you. <laughs> We're not talking about any sense, you know. I mean, the yeah. leftists never use, use sense. So um, I'm going to try to, well, why don't you talk? And, I, and if, if you have something to comment on what I just said, while well, I try to find that uh, Harvard article. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Okay. I would say that the left doesn't use, you know, it, it's just mental gymnastics, I would say. And I've done it before too. We probably all have, where we have an idea that feels something and we just, we spin everything that we see and hear to fit that right. narrative. Rather than, rather than following the evidence to the conclusion, you take the, you, 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 you find the conclusion and force all of the evidence or cherry pick all of the evidence to fit that preconceived conclusion. Sure. And I feel particularly bad actually for the men and women who go to college now a days. Uh, and even compulsory, you know, K through 12 education, but it's 15,000 hours of telling you what to think. I think it'd be very frightening if they taught people how to think. So we have these people who are being told that men are bad and women have been oppressed. So women, I don't know, the pendulum swings that women should have more power or get payback. And then it's in there. It's, it's like the neuroconnectors have, they've hit together. And now this whole network of thinking, and when they go out into the world, 
it sucks to have a whole narrative that you've always thought to be true be broken down and to actually like want to go oh fuck there's a knot here so i need to spend all this time trying to unknot this because often when you unknot something it is a clear uh the information is clear you know it's not all it's not all jumbled and i think that's why i'm not a feminist maybe i mean there's i think there's a lot of reasons but i didn't go to college and i got my my ged I dropped out in 11th grade and I always loved learning, but there was something about school that was never, never for me. So I just think I missed that whole. And see how incapable you came out and unable to think and all of that stuff. See, well, but there's, yes, I know, but there's, there's people who would, there's people who do say that about me. That's fine. But I think for myself, I used to watch a lot of YouTube content and in the past, six months, nine months, I guess maybe since I started my channel, I don't want, you know, because I would think something, let's say I wanted to make fun of the left. So I find these channels that would make fun of the left better than I could. And I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. But it wasn't making me think deeply. It was just giving me a team to, to be on. So I kind of ditched all of that and just started reading and considering for my own. And whether that's right or wrong or good or bad, or whether I'm a uh, a ding dong or intelligent. I don't care so much. These are my genuine thoughts. And if I trip over a thought, if I get it wrong, I'm invested in the integrity of my brain. So I'm more, it's easier for me to get out of a, of a mental situation, an intellectual situation because I'm responsible for it purely. And you, it's, e- it's easier for you to admit when you've made a mistake and say, yeah, oh, sucks, here's the truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I know a lot of people who cannot do that. You know, once they commit to an idea, they adhere to it no matter what. And it doesn't matter the amount of uh, evidence that you present. I was just talking with somebody a little bit ago that uh, he had already made up his mind on a subject. Uh, Lloyd DeYoung and I did a a series of 20 shows over the last year plus exposing Islam and all of this stuff. And he's bought into this particular narrative. He wouldn't even watch the series that we did. But he and, you know, we, we showed thousands of primary citations. But he's so invested in this narrative that he'll ignore all of this and say, well, but look at this little tiny grain of sand on the on the beach that shows that, you know, we're re- really looking at the stars in the sky and not a beach, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, I don't know what to tell you anymore. But if if people aren't willing to look at evidence, you know, what are you to do? And so, you know, the evidence... You know, and I have had to do it many times, eat crow and admit I was wrong on the show and say, hey, this is actually more accurate going this direction if we look at these facts. And then you get attacked. Oh, well, you're wishy-washy. You said that before. Well, you know, I believed in Santa Claus when I was five, too, you know, Mm -hmm. and the tooth fairy up until I was five and a half. So, Mm -hmm. you know, are you going to attack me for that? You know? Well, I mean, the moment, (sighs) I don't know. It's like, don't don't speak until you know everything. Yeah. But I have something to say now, and that that tune might change. But allow me that ability to grow out loud with you, right? Viewer, you know, I mean, for people that that diss you for flip flopping, you 
for changing. Up. I don't know. I just, uh, sorry, folks. I didn't mean to flip the screens all about there. But yeah, I did show that it was uh, Forbes magazine reported it on April 21st, 2020. To save the children, Harvard magazine calls for the abolition of the family by Tom Lindsay. And, uh, you know, this is the demented crap. Never mind that the communists and socialists and the leftists have, you know, in the last century from, 19, from 1900 until 1999. They murder between 148 to 202 million people, and they think that if we destroy the family, that's how you save the kids. They want what they want is Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, and they want incubator babies, and they want alphas, betas, deltas, and epsilons fed on soma, and that's the only thing that they will accept, you know. And once they have that, they'll have their final revolution. And, uh, you know, and then they can they can scream victory for all eternity until it implodes in on itself. But again, it's going to require another mass genocide, which the left always seems to manage quite, quite well. You know, they're so involved in virtue signaling, you know, and and this this whole covid thing and uh you know what do we title this show like and other uh, besides feminism other other ways to die or yeah and other slow deaths so other slow deaths uh-huh. yeah so this is my my rant here you know you look at this whole thing and and the covid and all of that and how people are behaving and you did a really good job a week or two ago making fun of the whole thing in your episode with the mask that was rather humorous mm-hmm. but you see how people behave if you're not cow towing to everyone else and going along with the sheep and wearing the mask and i refuse you know mm-hmm. and i i was at the uh, chiropractor a week and a half ago and this guy opens this door and he sticks his head in and he looks around and he sees nobody in the office is wearing masks not the patients not the people that work there and our county it's optional and mm-hmm. so he starts screaming at the top of his lungs you a-holes you murderers and he goes off for like 10 minutes like this in a place of business. Yeah. And then, you know, we get him escorted outside. And then he rips off his mask and starts coughing in the girl's faces. They're in tears. We give the uh, report to the sheriff's department and all. And then this guy is running around the Internet crying victim, you know. Oh, God, of course he is. You know, and, you know, it's like he's you know, virtue signaling because he had the mask on and everybody else was endangering his health. It's like, well, if your health is so fragile, Mm -hmm. why don't you stay home? But the office had told him, hey, you know, because he's kind of neurotic, the office had told him, look, why don't you let us know when you're in the parking lot and we'll make accommodations for you? Because they know he's like OCD and a germaphobe and neurotic and all of this stuff. So they were willing to accommodate. But instead, he flipped out and got the sheriff's department called and then cried victim and went all over the internet, you know, blaming his behavior on everybody else. And he totally accosted these girls. And then we find out he was accosting other businesses, et cetera, on the, in, in the local area. So it's just, you know, this whole victim mentality. And you take that and you go a couple more steps and then you see the genocides that the left has done throughout the last two, three hundred years. What do you I think th- it's spooky. I don't like the... It, they've played it so well, though. 
And for anyone that's listening that is, is pro-mask, I, I actually understand where you're coming from with the, the narrative of if you're not wearing a mask, you're bad because you're harming everyone else. But that's just not my thinking. From, from what I've read, from my beliefs, from the numbers I've seen, I'm not there. Yeah. Uh, 99.99% survival rate. If you know, and then most of the deaths we see took place in retirement homes, et cetera. Uh-huh. So then, why don't we lock down the retirement homes and not the entire world, and then put everybody on quarantine? See, I always thought a quarantine was when you put sick people under lockdown, and mm-hmm. tyranny is when you put normal, healthy people under lockdown. But apparently, mm-hmm. now a quarantine is when you put normal, healthy people under lockdown for. No apparent reason before they even had evidence of how severe the thing was and the numbers were so overblown. And then we saw them inflate all of the numbers to continue to justify it. And then we saw that it was a political agenda and the Republican run states were already opening while the Democratic states were still under lockdown and, you know, this kind of thing. And so then you see it becomes a blatantly obvious uh, political agenda between the communists and the free thinkers, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I, I, when this first started, when this first came up, I was very curious as to where all these people came from that care so deeply about the elderly. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, it's like when the, the leftists pretend that they care about children that they don't have, and then they run around bragging about their abortions. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like how many babies? I forget the exact number. It's pretty outrageous, but um, the number of abortions is well over a billion. Uh-huh. I think it's like eight thousand a day or something. I think Here, I I'm just gonna, that number. I'm uh, out of your place. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so here's yeah. the official clock right now. Since uh, 1973, Roe v. Wade, 61,976,000, and then uh, by Planned Parenthood, 8,791,000 in the United States today is 1,700. So while you can't do all of these elective surgeries, it's okay for the women to go in and, and kill their babies. Huh. Apparently, that's not elective. As long as, as long as you're promoting eugenics and feminism, and this sort of thing, it's it's totally cool. And then black babies since 1973, 18 million five hundred ninety-three thousand uh, worldwide since 1980. Ready for this? One billion, sure. one billion five hundred seventy-six thousand, or one billion five hundred seventy-six million one hundred fifty-three thousand nine hundred and seven eight nine ten counting and this chart is kept up to date so and that's from starting from what year 1973 are some of the calculators and then some and then the worldwide calculator is from 1980 forward okay since since to that i to that i blame feminism it's so surprising to me with how enlightened and woke and intelligent and educated everyone is that they forget that banging will produce a baby probably is that is that how babies are made that's what i read i haven't gone to college so i'm not positive but from my research (laughs) it's when two people that love each other very much no i'm just kidding so so if, if it's a if it's a tranny 
with a sex change and, uh, you know, because they can make up genders now. So if it's an attack helicopter and, uh, and a trans horse, a trans species, can they make a baby? I don't know. I don't think so. I think when you cut your genitalia off and then, and then fake it, I don't think you can do that. But so, so are you just to be clear here? So, are you saying that if a man cuts off his penis, he's not a woman? I am. I, I, I believe that. So, what your argument would be, he would be a man who cut off his penis. Yeah. And a woman that, that, that plugs up her vagina and has her skin of her thigh rolled up. Oh. To make a penis is not really a, a guy. That's not a penis. No, it's leg leg skin. Oh, whoa. That's gross. Did you know that that's so, what they do? No, I didn't. So thanks for oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you what know, a bummer. If, if I if I turn and puke, um, yeah. But you know, of course, if you don't accept this behavior, so I have this this five hundred year old book called The Hammer of the Heretics. And okay. it, it actually lays out, and it used to be the most popular book next to the Bible, it actually lays out that all of this stuff is witchcraft. And so what they've done is they've made witchcraft become... Uh, cool. Cool, right. Become accepted, become, yeah. become the norm, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so if you were trying to create potions to kill a baby, that was witchcraft. If you were trying to make boys into girls that was witchcraft so they're they've literally like the hammer of the heretics lays this stuff all out it's pretty it's pretty wild but so when i was a kid uh -huh. if you wanted to pretend you were someone else you know like if you're five or six seven years old you wanted to pretend you were someone else you put on underoos and you ran around the backyard and you know you were superman or batman or or maybe you were wonder woman or whatever and, you know, and every and everybody was like, cool, little Bobby or whatever, you know, cool, little Jennifer, you know, you're Wonder Woman. And then, you know, when it came dinner time, the delusion ended. Yeah. Right. But uh -huh. now what they do is they pass laws. And if you don't participate in, in the other person's delusion, that if they hack off their junk um, and they're suddenly not a this other thing or, you know, an attack helicopter or a trans species horse or dog or or whatever. There was somebody who was claiming in England to be a horse. I saw a woman recently claiming to be a deer. Um, oh, she's the, she's a... The moderator lady yes. for, for, for YouTube or for... Twitter or Discord or Twitch or one of those. Yeah, and so you hire the most, uh, you know, person. Damn Harleys. I know. This, everyone's very busy. Well, so, so thank goodness for South Park because they renamed the Harleys. Do you remember? They renamed them. No. Like uh -uh. five years ago, they renamed them Fags. Oh, did they? Because uh -uh. <laughs> they, you know, so that was pretty good. But no, I didn't so, yeah, you got to go back, you know. And, and here's the thing. It's like, speaking of South Park, I'm just going to do a momentary segue here because it's funny. Okay. But years ago, they did... Uh, an episode on the Prius drivers called Smug Alert, and the Prius drivers were farting in wine glasses and sniffing oh, their okay, own yeah. farts, right? So today I'm going around running some errands, and I couldn't help but see the correlation between people, you know, wearing oh. their masks and smelling their farts and 
gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's okay. So I, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm I, weird like that. So no, that's I I don't think I saw that episode, but we were just talking about it a couple of days ago. So I know I. I know what you're talking about, but I want to go back to the um, trans conversation really quick yeah, yeah. and bring up a point that's not mine. This is not an original thought. Uh, this is Jordan Peterson's. I went to go see him when he was here in Colorado Springs and I had a. What do you, what, what do you think? He's been handed personally handed my research twice and he still promotes the same bullshit. Well, I, I like I like him. Do you? I like I, I do. I do. I think he's gotten a little, eh, I don't know. I think a couple of years of constant interviews and talking about the same shit and the same shit it has gotten to him and he's a little bit different or maybe it's me, but he, he, you know, he did take over Leary's job at Harvard on, and you know, and Har and Leary was admitted CIA agent and anyway, oh, yeah. never mind. Okay. So it could be, but, but when there's a good thought, there's a good thought. So he said at this after his his speaking engagement his theory that he was kind of working and playing with was okay so helicopter parenting came out in about like 1973 or something is when a little boy named john or jason adam adam went missing and that's when uh cable tv really exploded it was that when america's most wanted started yes yes okay because, because, because it was his dad. son right yeah, yeah, yeah yes and he's also the, so the guy that started america's most wanted also did the pictures on the back of milk cartons at schools yeah yeah, yeah. For, okay. for missing children so, right because so that's what context. you want to do is you put it in front of other children to identify the missing children and then well, make the children all scared Okay, exactly. So I don't think it made children so scared, but that's when helicopter parenting started. And like there was always Is that weird... different than helicopter gender, attack copter? It is. Oh, okay. As far as I know. So <laughs> so when that happened, there was always weirdos and rapists and kidnappers and murderers, right? But then it was introduced into the social conscience of everyone. So people stopped letting their kids play with other kids. To a degree, possibly, maybe, that their play pretend with other people and figuring out the hierarchy of children was removed, okay? So you don't have a chance so much in your youth to play pretend, okay? Then children grow up. They don't, they don't grow up into adults. They're just kind of uh, big children. They go off to university and they get to experiment with playing pretend, but now they have the power because slowly the universities have given, given them that power. But it could be that they're just exercising the play pretend and don't understand true ramifications because, well, okay, so you have helicopter parenting, but then I think you also have a group of parents who, I mean, how many people do you know or that you've heard of that have shitty parents to the extent that they didn't learn responsibility? They just got what they wanted because parents both were at work and they wanted their kids to feel loved. So just whatever Jimmy wants, whatever Jane wants, give it, give it. Not being able to play pretend, getting whatever you want, 18, have fun. I'm going to cut my dick off and I'm going to play pretend. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That was a bad idea. My is gone and you can't get it back. Not good. And that's why I think you have a lot of the flip-flopping. Uh, I just wonder if it's a form of, of power to play pretend at such a level. Like, I am superwoman. I'm not, I'm not just going to pretend it. I'm going to think it and you have to think it too. 
Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, then, and, if, day, and, and then you're going to lose your job if you work in a hospital and you don't call a man a woman, even though biologically mm-hmm. speaking, for them to run the proper tests and everything else, they have to identify you by the proper gender. But if they slip up and call you a woman, if you're really, no. If they slip up and call you a man, if you're really a man instead of a woman, then the hospital worker can be fired. You know he, what strikes me as stupid is I, so I've been in fine dining for for a long time, and every so often I'll give a uh, like a credit card back to somebody, and I'll say thank you, Mister Higgins. And every so often they're like, it's Doctor, okay, or thank you, Miss Jane Niski. It's Doctor Jane Niski. And I always thought that was kind of pompous, but then I was like, you know what? If I'm going to go to school for X amount of years and then get paid practically no money to be uh, an apprentice, and then finally I can call myself a doctor. Great. But the people that have spent 12 to 16 years earning that title would never, ever call the police on me if I didn't refer to them as a doctor. Right. 16 years. And, and they, can, and they can call the credit card company and say, would you issue me a new card that doesn't just say my name that says doctor so-and-so? And then the problem sure. would be solved. Yeah, well, and and I'm sure that I've had credit cards and I just see I just look at the last name and, and disregard the doctor. That's on me. So they have that. But my point is they've... They've earned it. I don't get to just identify as a doctor. Right. I mean, I could, Dr. Oz, huh. but, <laughs> but to be fair, I'm that not good. that thing. Right. And then, and then to demand that other people call me a doctor, because that's what I feel like. Ah, what is the difference between earning something? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm Professor Irvin, you know, so get with the program. Is that what you prefer we call you? Yes. Oh, um, should we? And actually, we yes, just Dr. this conversation. Yes, Dr. Okay. Well, I don't like that. I like something else, and I don't know what it is. Wonder yet, Woman. You... No, I've never been into Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'll think about it. And Su- I'll let you Supergirl. Know. So I just, you know, I'm fine with Jennifer. You know what I don't like? <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't like. And now everyone, everyone's gonna start calling me. I hate Jenny. I tried Jenny for many years, and it didn't work. It feels like, um, like crinkly, like rusty, Whoa. like. Uh... I like Jennifer. It just sounds fine, Jennifer. Jennifer? It's just as fu- it's it's fine. So the only thing I'm a little picky about is when so- you know what I don't like. I guess I'll I'll identify with the problems of being a transsexual or a doctor and not being called it. I don't like. It's not my favorite when I go somewhere and someone's like, "Oh, hey, what's your name?" and I'm like, "Jennifer," and they're like, "Oh, come meet my friend." Hey, Jenny. This is Phil. Phil. This is Jenny. I I don't. And you're like, that. I'm Jennifer. I'm Jennifer. And then if I say I'm Jennifer, then I'm a bitch, and I'm fine being a bitch, but. But anyway, I wouldn't call the cops on because I identify as Jennifer and it's on my birth certificate. Right. Whatever. So good grief. So the point being is that, you know, people shouldn't get arrested or lose their jobs because they don't want to identify you as an, a deer or a horse or a dog or an attack helicopter or one of the other 70 some odd neuroses. So what I started doing for the LGBT Q community is I started uh, several years ago and it it wasn't my original idea. I saw somebody else posted it and I was like, Oh my God, that's great. Uh, They, they called it the LGBT QWERTY community because QWERTY, that's the the top row of the keyboard, right? So QWERTY. So then you're encompassing the whole keyboard, right? They've taken over the whole language. So then it's Mm -hmm. just like an infinite number of made up genders and species and trans species and and this and that you know i was in maine a couple years ago and there's this guy 
walking down the street in downtown Portland, and half was a woman, and the other half really? was a man. Yeah. It's artsy. And, yeah. So, clearly, uh, you know, he, he wanted to be both. Um, uh-huh. And it was clearly a guy, but he wanted to be both. So, half of him looked like a girl with makeup, and the other half looked like a dude. And but it's ma'am. Or maybe... Well, yeah, it could have been ma'am, like, that, that, like the <laughs> Gillette guy, right? <laughs> Wait, the Gillette guy. You remember that meme that went around, like, you know, call me ma'am, you know, the guy that went into the game store and flipped out on... Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it became an <sighs> international meme for, like, two years. I wonder if he... He's on YouTube, and he, like, does these raps about being trans transsexual. Does he really? I, yeah, I, I mean, so I, so I saw, he stayed out there. He didn't like crawl under the rocks after that whole thing blew up in his face. No, he he, but he he only gets about as many views as I do. So it's he's not doing great, but he's still getting his his voice out to the community. I, you know, I think this whole th- no no no, I think part of this whole thing is the importance of being important. Okay, so I shave my head. Oh fuck, everyone else has done it. Okay, I have blue hair. Oh, okay, everyone's like, okay, I'm a slut. Oh god, now everyone's a slut. Okay, now I'm conservative. Oh god, there's other conservatives. How what can I do to make people look at me? Right. So I, I can scream, am, don't look at me. I'm gonna go around and, and make everybody call me ma'am when I'm clearly not a ma'am. And you know, not only that, you know, I didn't go through the surgery, but you still mm-hmm. gotta call me ma'am. You gotta you know, back to the doctor conversation, you got to call me ma'am because I say so because yeah. I got a five o'clock shadow and I'm clearly a dude. And yes, yes. For me, whenever someone doesn't, like all we're doing is sending each other pings of information. We're trying to identify who we're talking to. If if I'm talking to someone, let's say that I I... I refer to myself as a man. I think I'm a man. I identify as a man and I'm looking for friends or community. And I say, Oh, I prefer that you call me sir or doctor or whatever. And the person doesn't do that to me. I wouldn't, it would never even occur to me to demand that they do that. That would be my data point for maybe not wanting to spend time with them. Right. If I'm looking for a community of like-minded people who, who like are, the, are willing to pretend that you're Wonder Woman or whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, that's their belief system. Right. Fine. So, I, so, so under Christian values, you're not supposed to lie. So there was several years ago, there were some people that were in, uh, I forget, it was Argentina or Brazil. I, don't, I think it was Argentina. But they were planning on coming up to the States, and they call me up and they say, by the way, my friend wants to come, but it, she is a he. Or it's a girl who thinks she's a boy, so you need to call him he. And I said, well, I'm not going to lie for anybody. I'm a he, and I know what a he is, and she is not a he. Uh-huh. And so I'm not going to play the, the fairy tale. Uh, I'm not going to lie for this person. I'm going to call she a she. Um, and so they decided they weren't coming to the United States and blah, wow. blah, blah, because... I wouldn't take up their life for them, you know? And mm-hmm. it was like, wow, well, you know, that's all up to you because, yes. you know, but it's so weird. It's like, well, you know, if you don't participate in our lie and our, our mental disorder, 
we you mean, their, you mean their truth their their truth because truth is relative to them it's not trivium based right uh, uh-huh. right you know a contradiction it, it, there are no contradictions in nature a contradiction is always the sign of a liar and error but they don't believe in that they believe in whatever you want reality to be you know it's like the world is just a reflection of me and how dare you it's the most egoic thing ever the leftist idea of spirituality you know, the whole world is a reflection of me, this whole perennial philosophy, um, uh, uh, primacy of consciousness idea. And so since you, Jennifer, are my reflection, you have to say what I want. You don't have your own agency to be Jennifer. You have to participate in my delusion. And I said, no, and they were completely shocked. I'm like, no, I'm not going to play that. Uh-huh. So that was, but I see. I like that. I mean, that's how we're figuring out who we want to spend time with. <laughs> pianist, I do. pianist Philadelphia asked if that was a first date. That's pretty funny. Wait, the <laughs> the, the half one? guy, half woman. You know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> good one, good one, pianist. Uh, High five on that. <laughs> see, ahead. I find the, I find this whole thing similar along the kind of the graph line of. Like fat girls and halter tops. Yeah. You know? Like like fat pasty girls and halter tops. Uh-huh. And I, I hear so many people say, Oh, it's gross, you should never wear that. And like, yeah, they shouldn't wear that to attract you. But there's some guy that's like, damn, look at that fat pasted girl in the halter top. That's my type of girl. You know, and that's how people couple up. It's by identifying. It's <sighs> I have a meetup, I'm hosting it. Uh, 20 minutes ago someone else is hosting it right now um but it's been brought up tell them to just watch our show and get over it i uh, so i okay now that made me think about them and i forgot halter tops and pasty and and can guys and girls connecting because somebody's in a pasty uh leotard or whatever oh yeah okay reverse stereotyping so when you see someone you think about a halter top and when you see someone with a wig on makeup beard okay so you're taking in all this information of the world around you based on however you want to think whatever i don't care in turn you decide how you're going to present yourself each and every day to be judged a certain way so i don't think you'd find um i don't know it's like it's like a lot of the sjw's if you look at their conventions or their YouTube videos, they'll kind of wear a jean jacket. You know, they're very jean jackety people. You probably wouldn't find a lot of a lot of that type wearing suits, maybe more fedoras, you know, but we're all deciding every day on how to present ourselves to the world in order to attract or dissuade people from being friend or foe. Right. You're like, I don't want to I don't want to be in their camp, so I'm not going to. Well, like that. well, I mean, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to shave your head and, you know, carry feminist signs around wearing a Grateful Dead T-shirt because you don't want to attract soy boys at the yoga studio. You know, I, I just and, and I would be dishonest to myself. So <laughs> and, and I also don't want to attract that kind of. Right. And then you would, you know, what do they call that now? It used to be called a man bun. Now, I guess it's called a bitch biscuit. Oh, is it? Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, the man bun community. But there's girls for them. There's guy, you know, so. 
Yeah. Well, and they don't ever have to worry about, you know, him being upset if they go have an abortion or whatever. And, you know, no. everybody be happy. It's, it's, it's the woman's it's the woman's choice. You know, what is peculiar to me is it's the woman's choice to wear what she wants to wear, to talk to who she wants to talk to, to drink what she wants to drink, to meet who she wants to meet, to take home who she wants to and whether or not to use a condom or not. Right. All of these choices lead to this really, really important thing. Right. And then, and then they take responsibility because they they don't want to. They can't you, afford it. The the man. Well, no. Or, well, I'm having this baby, and now you're responsible for it mm-hmm. because I was irresponsible. Yeah, but I I'm equally pissed off at men because for every woman who's for every dude that's not wearing a condom, there's a woman. For every woman who's like, no, I'm clean. You don't have to wear a condom. There's a guy who doesn't wear a condom. These two people are intertwined unless, unless she fit, you know what guys, if a woman says that she is on the pill, who cares? Don't put your dick inside of a vagina with no condom, unless you're married or in a long-term relationship. That's my advice. Jennifer, I didn't ask you. Okay. Well, that's my advice. Take it or leave it. And then, uh, yeah. And then, oh yeah. Well, you don't need a, you know, you don't need a condom because I'm on the pill. Okay. Yeah. So then wait a second. If you're on the pill, then what does that say exactly yeah yes yeah yes. I, I did a show on on the damage the pill causes to the woman's brain about a mm. year ago and that's a whole mind-blowing thing there as well it's it's no good i mean but i i can i can understand the the desire for it like let's say that you're married and you've had eight kids and you're like holy shit i don't Oh my God, I love my husband or I love my wife and I want to keep doing this thing because it's really fun and I really like this person because we're married. Coitus I mean, interruptus? I, what's that? Coitus interruptus? Co- like pulling out? Or yeah, what are you saying? coitus interruptus. Oh. There could be coitus interruptus, but uh, yeah, and I think that's fine when women are in tune with their bodies. Well, yeah, know. you know, I mean, a woman can always track her cycle, too. That can help, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, it can. It's <laughs> funny because women are not very in tuned with their bodies. Not anymore because they've, they, you know, here, you don't don't be in tune with your body. Take a pill. You don't even have to pay attention to your body. Isn't that, isn't that better to not pay attention to your own body and take a pill? And who created the term the pill? Do you know? No, but you do, doctor. Ah, uh, Aldous Huxley. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, this is all about eugenics and and whatnot, right? So that's who created the term the pill. That's one of his neologisms. What would you call it? Uh, I wouldn't encourage people, you know, see his whole thing was destruction of the family. So um, here, I'm going to show their neologisms on the screen here. Okay. So like uh, tinfoil hat, Julian Huxley, the pill, Aldous Huxley, psychedelic, Aldous Huxley and Humphrey Osman, agnostic, Thomas Henry Huxley, transhumanism. We're talking about trannies. Julian Huxley, World Wide Web, Julian Huxley, big brother, uh, George Orwell, who was Aldous Huxley's student. Anal was Thomas Henry Huxley. Darwinism was Thomas Henry Huxley. And Theogen was Gordon Wasson and Carl Ruck, who worked with Aldous Huxley. Atomic Bomb, who is H.G. Uh, Wells, friend of Aldous Huxley and th- uh, Thomas Henry Huxley. Flower Children was H.G. Wells. Clone was John B.S. Haldane, friend of Aldous Huxley. And then, uh, so like that, yeah. 
And we thought that two bushes in the White House was odd. Two bushes in the White House. Well, yeah. The, was there the... a hidden meaning to that or? No. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> no, that's a lot of one family yeah. doing stuff. Who is. So, so what do you think about Michael Obama, you know? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's. I don't know. It's so hard for me to tell if pictures are doctored. There there was um, one that came out recently that was just like Oh my god, really? I mean, it was it was bad. Well, okay. So, when I when I did that MGTOW video, oh god. Uh, there was a MGTOW channel that I think they, I think they just find women in particular making MGTOW content and then they they send the imps over because it said, we found a live one. Go, 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 go. What? Cheer me on? No, go and verbally destroy this woman. And I think someone said she looks like a tranny, you know, and they like, I have big hands and oh, because I have a, it's a really long neck, right? And I have wide shoulders. So every so often people are like, oh, I heard you were a tranny. Like, okay, no, but if I got big enough, I mean, if I got uh, enough people, you know, enough subscribers and people and people hated me, I know. I mean, I would I if I hated somebody and I had that mindset, I would I would put a dick in my dress, you know, be like, oh, see, I told you. So it's this hard, it's very hard for me to know what to believe. So you're saying you would put a dick in your dress here. I'm just going to show this. You can you can. So I'm going to, okay, um, I'm going to show this. Are we done? <laughs> I got to go now. Uh, <laughs> good grief. I'm going to show this idea. clip. You yeah. can you can watch it afterward, but this one okay. is uh, pretty uh, funny, funny ha-ha. Let's see if I can find it here. Hold on. Hopefully I can find it still. Oh, boy. Here, you look for that, and I'll say the only thing that seems peculiar to me is when. Um, Before we depart, no packages are stored oh, in a proper compartment. Hold on. Is it playing? And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman president? Got it. There we go. Uh, I like that. Well, I saw that a couple. She was funny. She was funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you'll have to go back and play the clip. I showed it on screen. But Michelle is Michael, Michelle, Michael. Well, and that's what I was going to say. What, what what convinces me more is the bloopers when he when he refers to Michael. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that one of him walking down the steps, adjusting himself, and there's clearly a package or a potato in his pants or something. Yeah, but uh, why, why wouldn't you go the full... Because they're gay. I don't know. People are weird. I don't know. I don't have an opinion. I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. So you are indeterminate. You 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 are you are undecided. I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I just think it's a funny 
it easy is, way to make, it make is fun funny. of. It is funny. From the mouth of another tranny. What do you, or why do you think all the plastic surgery? I don't know. Oh, for Michelle? I, I don't know. Is that what you mean? I'm just reading comments here. I know. I'm talking to the commenter. <laughs> they'll have to be, they'll, maybe they're, I don't know. They'll have to answer their own question. Cas yeah. Casa, how? I don't know. So. So did you really not plan this for for six fifteen for your next uh, little thing? <sighs> so when I put in the uh, the time, I think I looked up the wrong time. So because you said to be ready by ten or whatever you said, I was two hours early, and I was like, man, I'm like, I'm ready. Whenever he's going to come on, and then and then I was like, oh shit, you know what? I probably did. So then I got to have dinner and and do some stuff. I screwed up. Oh, you. My... Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, we'll, we we can wrap it up in like eight minutes or so. But so Isle of Aaron is asking, Jan, does Jennifer live in Colorado? If so, will you please ask her what she thinks about the decriminalization of psilocybin in her state? That's magic mushrooms. And of course, that's being ha hated, headed by Kevin Matthews of the um, hold on. Let me pull up Kevin Matthews here. Kevin Matthews, here he is, and he heads the Decrim Decriminalized Denver Project, and they're trying to, uh -huh. you know, legalize psychedelics because there isn't enough mind control and social engineering and all this stuff. And, and you know, uh, when I've interacted with Kevin, he won't even address the primary citations. He'll go sideways every time. I'll, I'll give him a whole bunch of ancient 500-year-old texts, and he just goes sideways every time. So, oh, well, I, you know, I, do you have an opinion on that? Uh, yeah, but it's different than yours. I so as far as I know, it's it's not happened yet. Like you still can't get it, or it's very boutique areas. I don't know, but I don't care. I I don't care. And this is where this is one thing you and I differ on. Um, it, I really I find that I have a better life when I let people lead theirs, and until it aggresses on mine then I'm not isn't that the problem with the whole psychedelic revolution though that was promoted by Huxley and the CIA and all of that and you know they've literally we, we I mean we can see the ramifications of it from the 1960s and stuff forward um you know decaying our whole society and creating good little socialists and the whole idea was sex drugs and rock and roll and to get people fornicating in the mud to their graven images or their rock idols you know yeah. So when we when we look at this whole agenda that began in 1950, May 13, 1957, with Gordon Wasson uh, promoting magic mushrooms, and they they I've gone through and I've checked all the primaries. They literally fudged all of the citations so that they could promote the Aztec religion as some sort of lovey-dovey new age thing when they were mass murdering, you know, upwards of 8,000 people a day and human sacrifices and eating them and for the adrenochrome and mm. you know and then going out and and eating mushrooms as well so it was a huge like death cult and nobody wants to talk about that aspect of it it's just you know hey you know we need to legalize it so we have more drugs and Revenue? more or, yeah. well you know it's just all of the the decay of of society you know and i used to write books in in favor of psychedelics and now in hindsight i'm like you know whoa you, 
You flip-flopped. I flip-flopped because uh-huh. I studied the facts, you know. Yeah. Golly gee. You know, what you should have done, Jan, was you should have <laughs> taken the Known m- that. You should have taken the money and just kept up with that agenda rather than telling the truth because truth sucks and truth doesn't exist. Truth is arbitrary, don't you know? Mm. So, I, you I, know, you can't, you I, can't I, use I the that- trivium. I, I haven't flopped on it because I never flipped because I never really put that much brain energy into considering my my stance on it. I've had I've had a lot of conversations about it and I yeah okay here okay a lot of people aren't gonna like this. This is where I'm at right now. I think that there's two groups of drugs, uh, ones that harm and ones that don't. So I would say, Cocaine, alcohol, heroin, crack, meth, not good. Not good. Where, do you, where do you put cannabis? I think it's kind of in the middle because um, some people you I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. see the whole couch locking thing and lazy behavior and, yes, and okay, destruction so, of the family. And it also promotes yeah. uh, feminist or leftist values as well. So I'm not... When people, do, well, I guess it's moderation and, and everything. I don't think it turns people crazy. I think it does turn them lazy. If you can manage that and do it every so often, that's fine. A lot of people can't uh, can't lasso in something t- for moderation. So, so I would put that <laughs> I would put that on the fence. I, I think it's far less harmful. Well, I guess in different ways. I don't know. It's right in the middle. And then there's the ones where, you know, some people have done DMT, mushrooms, DMT and mushrooms, I would say. Um, and it change it changes them in a, this is only anecdotal because the, pe- the people that I have known. They, they turn into new age religious hippies no, and then go no, to Burning no, Man. No, but they've gotten over fears. They've um, mm-hmm. seen themselves for who they really are, not who they were afraid they were. You know, like it's kind of unlocked fears. But, it, but it's more of like a, a temporary thing, you know. And, and in my old days, I tried all of that stuff many times. And one of the biggest attacks against me, how you know, Jan Irvin must not have ever tried these psychedelics. How could he ever be against them? And it's like, yeah, you know, if you spent three seconds looking it up, you'd see I wrote books in favor of them back in my 30s, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But um, it's temporary. It's not like grasping Logos, you know. Uh-huh. It's It's... It's more of a perennial philosophy and a primacy of consciousness type thing where you're projecting out rather than, you know, accepting that the world is real. It's more, well, okay, so Carl Ruck and Gordon Wasson under MKUltra Subproject 58 created the name Entheogen. And so that was to make people believe that they're, they were generating God within. It was the next level of spirituality because psychedelic meant to generate the mind within but per the official record even though timothy leary was cia also timothy leary ruined the word psychedelic that rat bastard and so they had to come up with a new name in theogen and but you know so humphrey so originally they were called psychotomimetics which was to mimic psychosis or schizophrenogens to generate schizophrenia and so then that was those names were created by john smythes humphrey osmond and one other person, I, I exposed all this like six years ago. But then, uh, uh, and then the same guy, who was it, Smythes, created the word uh, hallucinogen, 
But then, so these words they didn't like. So then they needed a remarketing campaign to sell the drugs to the kids. So Leary faked his whole getting fired from Harvard. Uh, Andrew Weil of the Harvard Crimson, who became the big diet guru, uh, helped with that. So they faked the firing. Timothy Leary goes before Congress, requests LSD's outlaw, and then they they go about pretending that Harvard and the government were trying to suppress Leary's spiritual message when Leary went to Congress and requested the outlaw to begin with. And so, you know, they create the Hegelian dialectic problem, reaction, solution, and then they get all these kids to follow Leary later, Terrence McKenna, on the drug hippie guru, you know, uh, uh, thing. And, and, and uh, McKenna even admitted that he was deep background in public relations. He admitted that he was recruited, too. But, of course, if you play McKenna's own audio admitting that, uh, that's wrong. You can't, you can't play McKenna's own recording of him talking about that. Oh, is that all the evidence you have is himself admitting it? You know, it's like, uh, anyway. So I can see you're getting uh, anxious. Is that true? You're, you're like, I have another thing I'm supposed to be at right now. No, no. I was just writing down and listening to what you're saying about McKenna and, and that whole thing. The thing is, is I don't have that information. Let me, well, let you know me what? There's, there's two strikes against me. I, I don't have the, the information that you have, not because I'm not able, but I, I haven't delved into it. And I've never done, I've smoked weed once and I was so bad at it that I, I've ne I never did it again. And I've never done any other drugs. So, I mean, it's like I don't have the facts about it, true facts, yeah. and I don't have any personal well, experience. Yeah, well, the, the CIA had to undergo serious marketing efforts to get rebellious teenagers and young adults to take the stuff, you know. And it's mm -hmm. like when you look at the Aztec records, it's like, you know, death and blood everywhere and eating people and stuff. So they just, you know, when they quote anything Aztec, they just like take like three words here from the paragraph and three words from the paragraph down here and then they kind of cobble it together and say look at the you know it's th it's the same religion you're practicing the aztec religion you know and then you know they would take eight thousand slaves and sacrifice them on the sunstone to montezuma for his coronation right and then eat the people and then go eat mushrooms too so they just leave out all of that stuff and then you know we have not this important. not important right and <laughs> and and people will tell me well my use of psychedelics is spiritual and my use doesn't apply that way. Well, any any knowledge that they have and they cause hypersuggestion, I renamed them suggestogens like six years ago, but any knowledge they have of these things is because of that suggestion and because of the CIA's own information. Any any knowledge at all, right, is is because of that CIA propaganda. Huh. So where do you stand on drugs? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. Uh, no, that's good. Like all this, the, the names and, and you know, I, I, I'm a level two sommelier. I did that a couple of years, uh, about 10, 11, oh shit. Well, a long time ago. And when you don't know something, like I didn't even know if Cabernet Sauvignon was a, was a region or a grape. So I'm like, fuck, I have to figure this out first. It's then, a French and, grape. Well, it's a region and a grape. Yeah, it's well, a grape from a region. Uh, did I say Cabernet? Yeah. It, it's a varietal. 
Oh, it is. Yeah, and they okay. grow it in in. Um, I don't. I don't drink wine. I always get headaches. So. So okay, this might be okay. It doesn't matter. Um, but unwinding that, you know. So when when sometimes I don't know where to start with information. Research it is really great advice that I give to people and have heard. Right. Well, well, you know where to start. You go with like who, and then you go what, and then you go where, and then you go when. (laughs) But sometimes it's good to have a name hurled at you from someone who has studied it where I can like kind of latch on and look into that and and then start start my dangle like on a thread. Uh huh. Yeah. Figure it out. Right. Years and years figuring it out weeks months years whatever yeah so scott says take sex for example not inherently bad at all but we see what they've turned it into so dude so is that scott that said that yeah scott you know what if you're bored you should go and watch that last video that i just did about god and or um uh, good and evil right and demons yeah so i really like it it's like all the videos that i do that i think have meaning don't get many views and then if i talk shit on feminism it's like very popular 300,000 views so and we didn't even talk about half our outline here but uh, you know the issue with psilocybin and one of the the most common arguments i get and every like every single hippie thinks i haven't heard this argument and it's like no i haven't heard it since like this morning or yesterday Uh you know but they they you know they'll approach me all serious and well you know, you're you're dumb, and I disagree with you because mushrooms are older than the CIA, and that's the foundation of their argument. So, <laughs> what is the argument? That, no, that that old. is yeah, because it's older than the CIA. Therefore, non sequitur uh-huh. does you know does not follow non sequitur. Um, therefore, it's the true origins of spirituality. Never mind that mushrooms in general are well known to be poisonous, right? You don't just go uh-huh. around and pick up random poisons but it's the poison within it that causes the hypersuggestibility, uh-huh. you know but then they and so then they say so therefore the cia couldn't have and then blah 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 on and on and on and so my use is exempt from any uh cia manipulation or control and uh-huh. it's like well let me ask you this what is the cia's marketing effort in using them for hypersuggestion and mind control crickets so wouldn't you want to know what that is before you determine if your use is of that or not? But they don't have the you know, capacity to think that because they're still caught up in, well, if it comes from the earth, it must be good. So there's no poisonous plants out there. You're going to go eat like, you know, I mean, hey, why don't we shove some uh, poison ivy down your throat? It's yeah. of the earth. It must be good, right? Well, but that's the clump that I was talking about at the very beginning, the clump of thought that's not tangled. It's like somewhere in there, it's old. So it's got to fit in. It has to, instead of like, oh, I'm going to unravel this. Okay, it's old. Oh, actually, that doesn't work. Oh, this one. And then and then you have clean thinking. And it might disagree with you. I don't care. But if they're coming from a clean position and taking in mm-hmm. all the information right. fairly. See, see, this person, let me, let me just interject here. Okay. August says... They are, in fact, suggestions. Thank you for acknowledging that. That's my word. Anyone who takes them will tell you that they project your own and others' thoughts into your experience. And and, and so much so that even a song that you heard when you were five can totally affect the whole outcome of the experience. I have taken them. Mushrooms 
When I would think of Aztec temples, I would see Aztec temples. When I thought of mushrooms, I'd see mushrooms growing. One could argue that it's the ideas embedded in the psilocybin itself. No, that's where you're wrong. It's the hypersuggestion. You know, so, I mean, unless, you know, if unless you are seeing as you're under the influence of psilocybin mushrooms, unless you're seeing, like, heads rolling down the temples and them, like, grabbing the hearts out, you know, and, uh, you know, getting as much adrenochrome as they can so they can have the vampire experience along with that and then go off and eat mushrooms together and talk about, you know, slaves and then committing suicide. So if you saw that, then maybe your your religion was, or your, sorry, not your, your experience was connected with the psilocybin itself. It's not just conjuring spiritual aspects throughout the ages, but the fact is it has shown me on hallucinations what I was thinking at the moment. Okay, but you're thinking that at the moment. But what I'm saying is like the reality of the history of these things. And if you go through and on, on logosmedia.com, if you go up at the top and click on top articles and read through the five articles there, you'll see how the entire spiritual aspect was manufactured by the CIA. Maria Sabina never, and she's who we got the mushrooms from, and Gordon Wasson went to her. She never used them for spiritual purposes. She was a Catholic. And so what Wasson did was he went around and he interviewed seven to 16 different Kurinderas, shamans, illiterate people high on mushrooms, and um, cobbled this all together and manufactured this religion, this spirituality. And then they sold that, they packaged that together with Maria Sabina and the Mazatec to create a tourist industry because the Mazatec had just been relocated due to a dam project, not a dam project, a dam project. And so uh, they, were <laughs> they were relocated uh, and they were financially destitute and blah, blah, blah. So they created this whole thing. So it was twofold, create a, a tourist influx into uh, the Oaxaca region of Mexico and Huatla de Jimenez and uh, get money in there. And then the, the backlash of that, the blowback, using gun terms, um, was to uh, infect millions of middle-class rebellious teenagers with the bullshit brand-new concocted religion that the CIA made up on the whim under MKUltra Subproject 58. So, you know, that is the, the underlying issue. But if you go through and you read the stuff... You know, Wasson didn't just go there and find this stuff. Like when you read the Florentine Codex and Diego Duran and Modellini and all these ancient texts and stuff, what all of the, the psychedelic reports say versus what the primary texts say are like night and day. So, you know, you, you, you know how you can tell they're full of psilocybin bullshit is, um, you know, check the citations because what they claim and what the citations say don't match up. It's like, well, where are the heads rolling down the stairs of the temples? You know, I mean, I want to I want to see heads rolling. Right. No, just <laughs> it sounds cogent. <laughs> sounds cogent. <laughs> but um, yeah, so how, how much how much time? Too much. <laughs> was it was it slow, like was it easy like once you read something then you could find something else and then you could find something else or was it was it kind of slow to discover it, it was slow to discover so i had written two books on psychedelics and all and then um so when i started the show in 2008 ready it's gonna take a minute okay <laughs> 
So when I started the show in 2008, I started the show by interviewing about 65 of the world's leading psychedelic experts, professors, researchers, authors in the field. And behind me here on the shelf is, behind the, the, the banner there, is this big, thick book project. And basically, I was uh, two-thirds done with the project, and I was just writing the chapter introductions for the 65 scholars. And... Um, it, it, like one day it was just like and, and checking all of their citations and putting in all the citations for all these 65 scholars and and checking that much information it was like oh my god they're all full of crap and i'm the one who didn't get the memo and so then once i started you know check you know and and in 2011 early 2012 i published an article exposing gordon Wass and his cia and i thought that you know, the ethnomycology community would be like, pat me on, my, on the back, like, good job, great research. You found all these primary citations we didn't have. And yeah, right on. That was amazing. Well, instead, what they all did was they attacked me and tried to get me back in line. And then when that didn't work, they kicked me out of the field. Uh -huh. So, you know, it was like not one of them, even today, it's been almost a decade, not one of them has ever addressed the actual research that I found. And I went through huh. Princeton, Columbia, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Dartmouth on and on getting all of these primary citations and letters that all these people wrote and exposing what they actually said not one professor in the entire field would address any of that it was all ad hominem attacks and appeal to ridicule so then that was when my investigation went from being focused on Gordon Wasson to go on wait a second all y'all mother you know what's are in on it or you're incompetent. So which one of you is incompetent and which one of you is in on it? Uh, and either way, it was just as bad, you know. And so then I would find these, I call them circle jerks. And I'll, we can wrap it up here in a second. I call it circle <laughs> jerks, though. But, uh, you know, you find these clusters of academics that cite each other. And they use that as their, and there's a really good quote by, by Bill Clinton's professor, Carol Quigley, about this, doing this behavior. But they all cite each other to make it look real and they avoid citing the research. So whenever you see, you know, you're checking all the citations and they're all, you know, circle jerking, mm -hmm. then uh, what you do is you go, aha, here's an academic cell, and you dig down into the primaries right there. And nine times out of 10, more like 99.99 times, or 9.999 times out of 10, that's where you find the whole academic fraud going on, and then you expose that to the light, and you see all these academics going ape shit everywhere and going, oh, my God, you know, how dare you? And you just expose their whole fraud. Uh -huh. <sighs> do you think that... Do you think people are becoming more mistrustful of the formal higher education system, or do you think more people now are buying into it? They're Are totally you? bought into it, you know, especially the liberals and the leftists. You know, they they go to school and they learn that, you know, men are suppressing women and we have, you know, 32 or no, 782 uh, different genders and whatnot. And, and if, you know, you don't believe that, then you're a cisgender suppressive, uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, patriarch. So I like the I like the patriarchy, but that's just my personal. Well, you're you're a feminine woman, and and you know that's the thing is like here I wanted to show this so, and we can wrap it up after this. It's like the difference between 
feminine women and feminist women is quite dramatic. Um, oh yeah. You know, uh -huh. feminine women are very attractive. They don't like, they don't mind getting gussied up and feminist women do as much to look like a train hit them as they can possibly do. So left-wing feminist women and right-wing conservative feminine women. And so women who don't mind being women tend to be much more attractive than feminist women who want to be men, you know, and have a penis complex. Yeah, and I guess if you if you couldn't if you couldn't find even if you tried and you couldn't be attractive to a man, that probably piss a woman off. And then, and, and because she can't couple up with a man, now she has to hate. I, I mentioned to you last week, maybe somebody had messaged me on Facebook. They said that they had a professor in college who told them that feminism was so that ugly women could have jobs too. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, is I don't think, and, and I'll probably have people disagreeing with me, but I don't think the structure of faces has changed that much throughout time. I just think that the, the care that people put into their appearance has diminished. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, men are sold that they'll, they'll find um, a virtuous woman and women are sold that they'll find a man who will love them and take care of them. And everyone's pissed off in the end because maybe it used to be like that but now we all live in cities and we're all packed on top of each other and people are absolutely lost in who they are and they're in their ego and they're not a whole complete person so they have to have more applause which is more sex you know people that will accept them and then the, with the women that can't get that and the men that can't get that migtow feminism often right well and then they just want to go pay for prostitutes and it's cheaper for them than paying for a date or whatever. That's what that's how they think. Well, the thing but is, what is the pain... what's the consequence in the end, though? And let's bring it full circle. What's the final consequence of all of this behavior, all of this social engineering, is the destruction of the family. What do you think of that? Well, I I, I agree. And within a family is a man, a woman, and a child. So we slowly destroy women we slowly destroy men they can't couple up anymore and that destroys children because no one's and then the, the and then harvard is like we need to get rid of the family to protect the children i just don't understand yeah. that and i guess then, i have to well that's the that's the whole communist idea i mean it's like if you look at aldous huxley's brave new world back to that psychopath um his whole thing was getting rid of parents and birthing children out of a oh, out yeah. of a factory and then creating Alpha, Betas, Deltas, Epsilon so that they could have perfect little robots. You had a small few who were the Alphas who could think, you know, who are the Jennifers and Yons. And then you had the Betas and the Deltas. And then the Epsilons were the bottom rung. And they just, you know, like just monotonous robot type jobs, never thinking, you know, that, t that sort of thing. And so many of my MGTOW commenters are like, oh, you're obsolete artificial wombs are coming I'm like great like what are you what is exciting about that right well, i well, guess to show women oh show women right well and that's isn't it's that isn't that the social engineering of aldous huxley's brave new world and what was he he was the chief engineer or architect of the cia's mk ultra program which 
and a Fabian socialist, and if you destroy the family, what do people rely on? The government, Fabian socialism. You, you, you put the government as the parent. So, you know, leftists tend to think that, you know, and they tend not to have children and whatnot. So when they leave the home because they don't have children, they think that the government then becomes their mommy and daddy and is responsible to take care of them and give them medicine and, you know, free food and free stuff. So you get all these, you know, liberals who can't think and are, you know, caught up in their Wonder Woman, Superman, you know, uniforms or whatever and demanding everybody play their, Mommy, I really am Wonder Woman, pass a law because Bobby next door is saying I'm not really Wonder Woman. I mean, it, and, and so <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, it, it becomes that stupid, you know. So uh-huh. then the, the government fills the void, and this is exactly what Aldous Huxley's final revolution was. And you sell people a non-reality, a perennial philosophy, perennial tradition, and primacy of consciousness, where reality isn't real, it's whatever you want it to be. What was Aldous Huxley's other book, Doors of Perception? Well, he had many, but he also wrote Doors of Perception, where you didn't think, you didn't use your who, what, where, when, why, and how from the five senses. You shut that off, and to get real knowledge, you needed Soma, and you went in to get real, mm. true knowledge. Uh-huh. You know, And then, of course, he coupled with that fraud that they were going to portray as the new Jesus Christ, Jiddu Krishnamurti, which that was all another fraud, too. But so all of this stuff was social engineering to attack the family in the long run. So MGTOW, the feminists, the suffragettes, they all fell for bullshit. So y'all need to, like, put down your chips on your shoulders and go outside and say, you know, I see now. And if you and I can figure this out, we can have a family and grow and learn together and, you know, learn from each other as men and women and from our children at raising them and then we become better people in better society but you know that's the exact opposite of where the culture is headed now due to the cis mk ultra program and sri's uh, changing images of man project so it's the it's the aquarian conspiracy as marilyn ferguson put it so I'll shut up. No, no, I just, it, it brings me, I could talk about a lot more things. Cities and feminism and oh, education and liberalism. And well, ve- vegetarianism. Yeah. It, that's like an urban religious type of thing. It's people that don't do hard work and that live in cities, work in cubicles and get their food from wrappers at the store. Yeah. And, well, and I, but I think I think not getting your own food, not preparing your own food, is really detrimental in so many ways. I think when when you have to prepare your own food, you have to grow it, you have to earn it, you kill have to slaughter. It. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're more you're not Connected. so afraid. Yeah, and you're not so afraid of death. Yeah. When you get a people that are like, oh, we pick up some chicken at the store, but let's get some fish, even though it doesn't grow here, or uh, live here, grow, <laughs> grow, live. It doesn't matter then you remove yourself from the cycle of life. And then when you're put into a plague situation, right. you could die. We don't deal oh with my, death. Oh my God. And then you have a bunch of people running around town wearing masks. And shaming those who don't. And I, ah! I had an experience at the post office this morning. This guy walking into the post office in front of me. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And then I was, all of a sudden I realized 
he's walking, you know, and I'm just trying to get inside and get my mail, and he's walking exactly six feet behind the guy in front of him. Oh, yeah. Okay, and he's got okay. his, and he's like walking like a robot and stepping exactly the right pace. At, and I'm just like, excuse me, please. You know, and then I, I ended up going online and writing something that's like, okay, troglodyte, you know, um, this is a whole new level of stupid I'm not used to dealing with, you know, but... Um, Get used to it. Yeah. Well, it's the new normal, because <laughs> the media told us. I don't... It, the thing is, is I, I understand them. If they believe that this is real and a threat... Yeah, they would hate me for right. not wearing a mask. Well, you know, imagine that. men from the 1940s running off the boats on D-Day at Normandy to like 90 plus percent actual death versus people today, they have a one in 10,000 plus chance of dying and they're hiding like cowards. You know, but one thing I wanted to say when you're talking about the fish that grow in your area <laughs> yeah, is... Uh, is uh, so when men hunt, and I'm sure if women, some women go out and hunt too, so I shouldn't just totally categorize. I do know some women that do love hunting. But when, especially when men hunt, one of the most spiritual experiences that men have is when they kill the animal and thank it. Yes. And so then they have the whole connection with nature and the cycle of life, and then you understand that all life comes from death you know and people sit there oh well i just love the animals so much and i just don't want to hurt them and if you look at nature it's like there's the line killing the other animal you know and it's like well that's not what nature thinks or the hawk is like chowing down the mouse or whatever right Uh but you know so when a man and and so all of these soy boys and whatnot out there they don't they're so far removed from being what a man is and and yesterday i saw this hippie post that, you know, do we need gender roles anymore? Because technology has eliminated the need for them. And I think she's in your neck of the woods. She probably lives in Boulder and goes to the Naropa Institute or something. Uh-huh. Totally brainwashed. But so she couldn't fathom, you know, that, like, that is social engineering. She's like, well, we don't need them anymore, so do we just get rid of gender roles? And it's like she's playing right into the social engineering aspect. But, you know, so it's like when... When men bring home the hunt and seeing women's reaction, you know, it's like, you know where I'm going with this. So, um, you know, there is a connection there, and it's part of our core being, and and they can socially engineer it out of us to an extent, but it's still there. And as soon as someone wakes up, they're going to have that realization of what their true connection with nature and with these rules are. You know, women aren't, men aren't there to suppress the women, going back to what I said earlier, we're there to protect the women. The women have the wombs, and so it's a protective rule. That's why women have higher voices, so we can hear you from far away when we're off on the hunt, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, ah! That's cool. You know? But, Uh you know, so, but removing men from that role of hunter and then the same tools for hunting are the same tools for protecting ironically Um, you remove that you remove the role of protector then you have all of these soy boy bitch biscuit uh, skinny jean wearing beta males who are totally removed from that and their idea of the hunt is going down to uh, whole foods to get a pack of tofu mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I. it seems to me that the men who talk about how dangerous male uh, toxic masculinity is are the ones who are like super creepy. Yeah. You know, and it's it's the guys who are like, I'm a guy, you're a girl, we're cool, are, right. are the ones that are, are far uh, more mentally stable. And I, I met a guy, he helped me try to learn editing. It didn't work, but he, cause I, cause I told him that I host a meetup and he's like, oh, so do I, you, we should like go to each other's meetups. And I said, well, what do you talk about? And he said, oh, we talk a lot about how to be a real man and toxic masculinity. I said, I already don't like your group. You know, I, I, I don't agree. Like what is so toxic about you? It's and, like, and, oh, because you have a penis and testosterone that some, somehow makes you toxic. Well, but here's the deal. But it's uh, if they don't even get that it's social engineering, you know. Well, and it's just it's his little bubble culture of peace, love, and happiness. But but here's the thing: none, none, no man that I am friends with or have ever been with has ever been icky, ever, never, ever to me, ever, or to another woman that I've seen. He at the end of the lesson in a coffee shop asked if I wanted to come over to bang him. Like, no, I'm no, like, why, why, why would you even, why would you even suggest that? It seems so weird to me that he, you know, he spent a half hour griping about toxic masculinity and how, and then he's the one that's like, so you want to come over and, you know, like, so weird. So weird. Well, we're at an hour and a half. How about we wrap it up here? See ya. See ya. Yeah, that's fine. Bye. Yeah, that- <laughs> oh my god. No, that's that's fine. That was now a nice conversation. You, now that you missed your whole meetup appointment. No, no, and- we have an hour left. Don't you worry. Oh, you have an hour left. Oh, yeah, so you're not so. Oh, okay. So you're only an hour late. So mm-hmm. you're one of those people who's late to your own funeral. Well, your own no. Wedding. This time, this because t- Doctor Yan has made me late. It's your fault. <laughs> Doctor Yan. I put the blame Yon. on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's my fault. So, yeah, great talking to you. We'll have to have you back sometime. I mean, you know, we talked about like four points on that whole list. I know, I know. And I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we could. We Look how dark. Look at this. I'm sorry. It's very dark in this room. Well, you know, they have these things these days. They're called lights. I know. And I have a lamp right here and I don't have a. Oh, that helps. <sighs> Whatever. Everyone, right. I'm sorry. But I appreciate you hosting this conversation. I appreciate everyone who's watching and listening and thinking. And Yeah, go check out Jennifer's channel. I linked it in the notes down below. She's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, she makes me laugh. I like, I'm, I'm, I die laughing at her stuff. But, you know, I mean, some of you might not get it. I think most of you will. Most of my audience is pretty high-minded, but some of you will struggle. And then you'll send her mean messages and then... Uh-huh. You know, so don't do that. Even if you're tempted, you know, just go back and try and watch it again and grasp the the bigger meaning, like that we discussed here tonight. Oh, uh, whatever. If it we're, makes we're you happy, joking. we're I'm I'm just I'm just joking and playing and being sarcastic. Jennifer, okay. do you have a website? No. No. Do you think I should have one? If you want one, if you don't want one, don't have one. But if you want one, I don't have want one. one. Okay, then don't. So okay. <laughs> logosmedia.com. Please hit the 
like and subscribe down there in the bottom and hit the little bell thing so you get notifications. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, logosmedia.com, you can contribute there. Also still sending out copies of the new book on Judaism versus Islam for those of you who donate or contribute $10 or more. So uh, check that out. And thanks, everybody in the audience. Um, we didn't really even have any trolls tonight, so I don't know what happened really? to the trolls. Yeah, it's like y'all are like, must have smoked too much weed before the show or something passed out. But um, anyway, thank you so much, Jennifer. See you all next week. I'm not sure who will be next week, but uh, we'll figure something out. Talk to you again soon, Jennifer. And everybody have a good night.